The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility responsible gaming resources. The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. We are about to have on, and I, I can't say that this is our first Hall of Famer on the SB Nation NFL Show, but I can say it's my favorite Pro Football Hall of Famer, and that is Shereen Williams, who is a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame been covering the NFL for almost three decades now and the most distinguished by far member of the pro football talk family Shireen thank you very much for the time thank you stats and RJ for having me on I appreciate it so Dak is obviously the center of the quarterback rumors in the NFL right now Jane Slater had a tweet yesterday that said that the Cowboys are not going to franchise him and they're still hoping to work out a long-term contract I know you've been asked this a lot, but I'm going to ask you one more time. Even if Dak Prescott wants to play only for the Cowboys, being that he's only 16 games or 17 games maybe away from the open market, what logical reason could he have to sign a contract now before the season starts? Well, I mean, it would have to be in his best interest to do that. You know, frankly, they should have gotten this done two years ago and and they haven't gotten it done. So the price has gone up every month, the year that they've waited and and the price is what it is now, you know, with the franchise tag being at 37 million, you know, that's a starting point. So the Cowboys have cost themselves a lot of money and they're going to have to pay Dak Prescott a lot of money to stay. And, you know, it's not Dak Prescott or his agent's it's not up to them to figure out the cat, the Cowboys cap issues. I mean, it, that's up to the Cowboys to do that. And, and as a player, you want generational money, you want generational wealth. And he has a chance to do that, whether it's under the franchise tag, under a long-term deal or with someone else. And, you know, I think even with the ankle injury, enough people have quarterback problems that if he were to hit the free agent market, I do think he would get a huge contract from somebody else. Shereen, so something that I am, I guess, fascinated and perplexed and frustrated all at once by um, is is obviously how we're here, um, but but specifically the way we got here. Um, but I think back to actually when Steven spoke with Mike Florio last kind of spring, summer, I think it was May, um, when he said that there were lots of analytics that supported that you can't pay a certain player a certain percentage of your salary cap. And it was it was the it wasn't even low hanging fruit from an analytical standpoint. It was this, I don't want to say completely incorrect, but it was a really 
difficult comment for Stephen Jones um, on Twitter and, and in different places. And so I, I feel like it's important for the Cowboys and, and you know this better than anybody to win. And, and I don't mean on Sundays, I mean like in, in the public. And I think that we are at a different point with this where it is almost universally acknowledged that they have botched this. And so do you feel like they do feel this pressure to kind of get rid of the egg that's on their face, so to speak? And if you do feel that way, what is the way to do that? Because I don't feel like it is paying deck. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. And you go back to the year they could have signed, right? We're talking about now, and this has been brought up because of the Wentz contract and the golf contract, which at the time we were most of were terrible contracts and and frankly they were as it's turned out but the guy you should have signed was Dak Prescott so the Eagles and the Rams give those big contracts to those quarterbacks and they shouldn't have and the Cowboys should have with Dak Prescott and didn't so those didn't work out the ways that that they probably should have none of those three worked out the ways and now you have the two quarterbacks with the big contracts moving elsewhere and Dak Prescott frankly perhaps moving elsewhere either this season or, or next season. And, and I tell you, if he plays under the tag this year, I'm with Troy Aikman. If he plays under the $37.1 million tag this year, I do think he's gone after this year. They can't tag him. It will have been almost three years that they've had to talk to try to get a long-term deal done, and they won't have done it. Yes, I think there is a lot of pressure under the Cowboys to get this deal done at whatever cost. At this point, it doesn't matter whatever the cost is. People are going to say it's too much, whatever. More people are going to be mad if you don't sign Dak Prescott long-term, right? And if you are in belief, and I think I believe that the Cowboys believe that he is their franchise quarterback. They found him. They don't want to go back to the days when they're playing Quincy Carter and Drew Henson and Clint Sterner and all of those guys that they played in between Troy Aikman and Tony Romo, who frankly they lucked into, and then they lucked into Dak Prescott. So whatever the cost is, you have to get this deal done over the next two weeks. And it should frankly be easy to do because both sides have talked for so long, they know what the other side wants. So it, it, when I say easy, I realize it's a lot of money we're talking about, but from the standpoint of they have talked for two years endlessly, they know what each other wants out of this deal. So you've got to come to some middle ground to say this works for both of us. And there has to be middle ground there. And if they can't get it done, I think Cowboys are going to be more mad that they didn't get it done than, than if they overpay for Dak Prescott, which they're going to do. Newsflash, they're going to overpay for Dak Prescott now. I think to your point, Shireen, in, in, a, in a larger sense, why it's easier is, again, I realize it's not, you know, copy paste or anything, but these contracts exist, right? Jared Goff's contract existed. Carson Wentz contract existed. These, these were very easy to just kind of look and say, okay, we'll just bump it or we'll just, you know, whatever. Like that, that's kind of the way business is done in the NFL on a superficial level. I almost don't fault Washington for falling into the trap with Kirk Cousins, not as talented as Dak Prescott, but, but that precedent wasn't really there before. Right. And, and so now to your point, the Cowboys have, have traveled through the wilderness of operating without a quarterback. They've stumbled into two now in a row and Tony Romo and Deck, and they also have the like huge neon caution sign within their own division that is Kirk Cousins. And so I, I just I 
Jerry has said so many times how much he regrets not helping or not doing more to help Tony Romo win a championship. And I just don't understand. This feels like a, like somebody who completely unlearned that lesson and learned the opposite one. Like this doesn't to me seem like somebody who, who wants to sort of rewrite those sins, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just think they're under a lot of pressure to, to get this deal done. And there is a lot of risk in it. And there's probably more risk in it now than there was a year ago or two years ago or whatever it was, because he is coming off the ankle injury. And, and you, you do have more to compare it with. There is a, a bigger body of work, but you're coming off he's off the ankle and questioning whether he can get back to the point he was. And, and at what point can he get back to the point he was leading the league? yards so they believe that he is their franchise quarterback and they believe that you know you've gone from Tony Romo now to a seamless transition to Dak Prescott so you can't mess this up and you're you're right because you're going to overspend for him you're not going to have we talked about the pie as you mentioned you're not going to have as much of the pie to go spend on somebody else you may have to cut a Jalen Smith you may have to you know, do some other things that you wouldn't have had to do if you hadn't signed Dak Prescott to this long-term deal or if you had done it a year or two ago. But here they are. You can't change what's happened in the past. They are where they are. They have to sign him at whatever cost that is, at whatever expense of getting rid of shedding players, as it were. They may have to outscore teams because they may have to give up some stuff on defense, but they better draft awfully well. That's what it's going to come down to. They better draft well. They better get a bunch of unattractive uh, free agents who are really good, who can make the team. Uh, and you better get some low-cost free agents who can come in and help you, whether that's re-signing your own guys at a low cost or going out and getting guys. But they better evaluate that talent very, very well because they're not going to be able to afford uh, a lot of the guys to come in here to help because Dak Prescott does take up too much of that pie. They know that. And here's the other thing. They keep reworking these contracts and, and pushing it back. The Steelers have done the same thing. And they're in the position they're in now with, with Ben Roethlisberger due to make $41 million against the cap. And now they're negotiating to bring that number down. Well, when you rework contracts like that, at some point you have to pay the piper. And that's kind of what the Cowboys are seeing with so many contracts that, that they've reworked and paid Dak Prescott. And now the salary cap is coming down and it's all coming to a head all at once. So you know, it, it's going to be tough, whatever they do, however much they pay him, but they've got to keep him. And he's, he's the guy he, you've got to keep him and build around him. However you can, even if you're not spending a, a, a lot of money on that other talent and at some point, yeah, it probably does become like Russell Wilson. Like I've got to have better people around me and they say, well, we can't afford it. So, you know, you hope that these things work out, that there's a compromise in between that the Cowboys can live with and build around Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott is happy with the money that he, he's getting and it doesn't take away from some of the other things that they can do around him. Is there any chance, because as you've said, they've been negotiating for years. Uh, I'm sure there must be a feeling after a while, like, hey, we were just going around in circles. We're not getting anywhere. Is there any possible chance Jerry gets fed up and says, you know what? We're going to slap the non-exclusive tag on you. Feel free to go and try to negotiate a deal. And when you get the deal you want, we'll take the two first round picks and we'll, you know, we'll trade up this year and we'll just move on and get a new quarterback. Well, you know, I, I at this point with them not being franchised, I think everything's on the table. You know, maybe it does get to that point. Who knows? Now, I, 
I do believe they'll get him signed. I do believe they'll get him signed to a long-term deal just because I think their backs are against the wall right now. But I think everything's on the table. You can't rule out anything, and you can't be surprised with anything that happens in this negotiation right now just because it hasn't happened. I mean, everyone thought he would be signed at this point. The fact that he's not leaves everything on the table. You can't rule out anything happening in this. You can't rule out that he won't be your quarterback this year. Frankly, you can't. So until he's signed to a long-term deal, I just I, I think all of that's on the table. That yeah, that that that's that's a possibility. Jerry's never had a situation like this. I mean, you think about it. All the years ever going back to the agency in the middle of the 1990s, he's never had this situation with any player. Des Bryant signed at the 11th hour. I mean, you go back to all the negotiations. Demarcus Lawrence got that tag, second tag. They they quickly signed him to a long-term deal. I mean. They've always gotten these deals done. Jerry always has believed when I sit down with a player and, and I talk to him, I can get him to accept this deal. Dak's been the one guy that hasn't worked with. And it probably will continue not to work with. He wants to get his money. He's made that clear. They're not going to give a hometown discount. So now the cap's down a little bit. You know, he's still going to make $37 million, So maybe he just says, I'm going to make my $37 million or I'm going to go hit free agency and somebody will pay me $37 million and, and, and we'll move on. So everything's on the table, those stats, I think, when, when they're in this situation and haven't signed them to this point when they've had over two years to get that done. Serene, you mentioned, Des, um, it was so interesting last year with OTAs and everything getting canceled that we didn't really get to see whether Dak would have held out or not. Um, I think yeah. that would have been fascinating. And obviously that, that is still up in the air to a full degree, I was going to say a certain degree, but a full degree this year as well. Um, Cause I know he kind of threatened is an aggressive way to put it, but kind of talked around it at the Super Bowl last year in Miami, just kind of well, watch out, you know, whatever. My last one for you, Shereen, non-DAC related because there's not enough of those these days. Um, you mentioned the Cowboys maybe cutting Jalen Smith. Twitter certainly would have a reaction to that. Do you think the Cowboys will pick up Leighton Vanderish's fifth year option? It's a great question, right? Because he's had the one great year in, in Pro Bowl and looked like he was going to develop and it just hasn't, hasn't gone. You know, you can always rescind it. The problem you face is if you pick it up and he gets injured, then, it, you know, it's fully guaranteed. That's, that's the one thing you face. Um, I don't know. They're, they're in a tough spot with him. I'd probably say no, I wouldn't do that. And, and if he has a great year, you're rolling the dice. If he has a great year, then... Then you go and, and you see if you can sign him to a long-term deal. But I think at this point, based on history, history and, and really what I've seen in recent years, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving him that fifth-year option. Last question for me, and this is not Dak-related either. It's about Mike McCarthy because, honestly, I was wondering, like, before Mike McCarthy smashed a few watermelons last year, I was really starting to worry about his status there with the Cowboys. I know Dak got hurt, so maybe that, you know, gives him a little leeway, but how secure is Mike McCarthy there if the Cowboys either have to deal with a Dak holdout or just flat out struggle? Well, we know Jerry Jones is, <laughs> is cheap in some respects. He does not like paying off contracts, and, and we've seen that with coaches. I mean, he let Jason Garrett go to the end of his contract. He didn't owe him any money when Jason Garrett left, and, and he didn't know Wade Phillips a ton of – money when he left so it, you know sort of like the Bengals in a way that, that, that he doesn't like paying off coaches and coaching staff sometimes it's necessary but he would rather not do it 
I think he's got another two years. I really do. With the cap going down, and we'll see what happens with Dak and Dak coming off the injury and everything else. I think he's got this year and next year. Now, having said that, if they go out and win one game or two games or something this year, then then I think all bets are off. I, I'm not ruling out that they would move on from Mike McCarthy. But I think the plan right now is at least to give him two more years. Now, they play in a bad division. We know that. If they can't win the division over the next two years, then I'm probably looking elsewhere for my next coach, wondering who that can, can take me to the, to the next level. Um, this was not a good year for Mike McCarthy. There were too many decisions that he made, clock management decisions, game management decisions that he made that just didn't turn out and weren't good. I don't think Mike McCarthy had a good year, but he didn't have an all-season program. He'd been out of it a year. The analytics was so big. He spent that year doing all these analytics stuff. Maybe he figured some things out too. So you're definitely willing to give him a second year. He's won a Super Bowl. There aren't many of those coaches out there. But stats, if, if they don't have a playoff season this year, if they can't win that division, I'm with you. I think the pressure is fully on Mike McCarthy going into next year. I think he's probably the coach on the hottest of hot seats going into 2022 if they can't win the division this year. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.